Welcome to Mastering Midlife with Heidi. I'm Heidi, certified hypnotist and mindset coach, and in this podcast, I'm breaking down my secret code for midlife success. Are you trying to overcome people-pleasing behaviors, navigating divorce, living in debilitating self-doubt, or something else keeping you stuck? You're in the right place. I know that you're ready to get to the next level of your life feeling happy and fulfilled, so let's get started. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Mastering Midlife with Heidi. In the last episode, we celebrated the one-year anniversary of the podcast and the honor of being ranked in the top 10% of podcasts worldwide. And to celebrate, I'm doing a giveaway. You could win one of two $25 Amazon gift cards simply by rating and leaving a review on the show. Listen for more details at the end of this episode. The details are also in the episode description. I received a message from listener Lacey recently. She said, I've been listening to your podcast and realizing that I've been a people pleaser, primarily with my mother. Today, my mom made a request that I felt was unreasonable, and I said, I won't be able to do that for you. Previously, I would have just done the thing to make the request go away and be a good daughter. Thanks for the new awareness and encouragement. Lacey went on to say, I'm ready to stand in my power more and practice protecting my time, space, and sanity. And I say, yes, Lacey, way to go to speak up for yourself and set a boundary to protect your energy. Yes, 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 I love it. And I love receiving messages like this. They make me smile so much. Creating this podcast was a dream to reach more people and impact people's lives, and it's happening. Thank you, Lacey, for sharing your positive experience. And now, on with the show. Do you ever ask yourself, why did I do that? Why do people treat me this way? Why can't I get control of my eating? Why am I so disorganized? Why do I always do the same dumb thing? Why don't I ever have enough money? Why can't I find any time for myself? Why do I always attract the wrong people? Why can't I ever catch a break? You usually don't feel better when you ask yourself these questions, right? And I'm guessing you probably don't find answers either, right? If so, you're going to want to keep listening. In this episode, I'll be talking about what makes asking ourselves why the worst question we can ask ourselves, and others. I've been told y'all like lists, so I'll be sharing four reasons why starting any question with why is usually counterproductive. And this goes for anybody, but I'll also be sharing how people-pleasers are even more impacted by asking themselves why. If you have people-pleasing behaviors, you're definitely going to want to hear that part of the episode. But don't worry, I'll give you ways to reframe your questions which will lead to more constructive and empowering outcomes. Knowing how to reframe any question is going to change your life and deepen all of your relationships. By the end of this episode, you'll have practical tools to rephrase any question, which is a skill set that will have you creating new possibilities in your life and foster stronger and more meaningful connections in all your relationships. Ready? Let's dig in. I talked about this briefly in episode 27 when I talked about why resolutions don't work 95% of the time and the secret to keeping them. One of the big parts of that secret is to stop asking why. Tony Robbins said the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions you ask. 
But typically, the questions we ask ourselves start with why, and they stem from frustration or disappointment. Why do I always procrastinate? Why can't I get control of my money? Why am I so messy? Why did I eat all that crap last night? Why am I always late? But asking ourselves why doesn't usually get us anywhere. And here are the four reasons. First, why questions create defensiveness, whether you're asking yourself or another person. Why questions put people on the defensive automatically because why carries a certain amount of judgment. Think about it. If you ask your friend or kid or partner, why did you do that? You probably notice them starting to come up with reasons and excuses. If you ask yourself the same question, your subconscious is going to give you a justification. You're going to hear yourself rationalizing why you did it, but that does nothing to make anything different. And that's the second reason why why questions are harmful. They cause us to justify ourselves. So they create defensiveness, and then they cause us to justify ourselves. In an attempt to answer why, we end up making up reasons for our actions, which doesn't promote genuine self-reflection. This cycle reinforces negative patterns without addressing the source issue. The third point about why why questions aren't effective is because the only place we have to go to try and figure out the answer is to the past. Buddha said all suffering is wishing things were different than they are. Going to the past only leaves us wishing things to be different. When we go to the past, we relive those experiences, whether a little or a lot, and our subconscious mind doesn't know time. It doesn't know the past from the future. It only sees the present moment. So it thinks what you're dwelling on is happening right now and that it's real. Your subconscious also can't distinguish between what's real and what's imagined. It thinks whatever you're thinking or worrying about is happening right now and in the present moment and that it really is happening. And because the subconscious mind's job is to keep us safe, dwelling on the past to figure out why puts us into fight or flight mode, a stress state. Because I'm sure the thing you're asking why about isn't a positive thing. You're not saying, why did I ace that test? Why do I feel so amazing today? Why did I stick to my eating plan? Why did I nail that presentation? Why did I have so much fun playing with my grandkids? No, we're not asking those kinds of questions, right? We're asking, why can't I keep money in my bank account? Why did I drink that third glass of wine? Why do I feel so guilty when I say no? Why did I do that? Let me explain why asking that type of question is so ineffective and can keep us stuck. We have a bundle of neurons that sit at the brainstem called the reticular activating system, or RAS for short. Think of the RAS as your brain's personal assistant. Its main job is to filter and sort through the massive amount of information we're bombarded with every day. Imagine it kind of like a bouncer at a busy nightclub, deciding what information gets in and gets your attention. It helps you focus on what's important. So in a nutshell, the RAS is like your brain's own VIP manager, making sure you pay attention to the things that matter most to you. But how does it know what matters most to you? Here's the fascinating part. 
The reticular activating system doesn't have a built-in understanding of what matters to you specifically. It relies on your past experiences, priorities, and current goals to determine what information is important. So the RAS gets what matters most to you from what you focus on. Crazy, right? Imagine it like a smart assistant that learns from your habits or patterns. Say you decide you want to buy a new car and then spend time researching different cars. Then you decide you want a green Kia. Your RAS understands that's important to you because that's what you're now focusing on. Suddenly, you start seeing green Kias on the street. And it works the same way when you're asking why. If we're frequently asking why and taking ourselves back into the past to search for information about a particular event, the reticular activating system gets the idea that that's important to us because we're focusing on it. It adapts based on your patterns and what you're interested in or focusing on. And by focusing on the past with why questions, We just end up getting more of the past. The last reason asking why questions don't serve us is because it takes us into fears and away from possibility. There is no way to logically answer a why question, but we keep ourselves in the logic side of our brain when we ask why. We stay in our thinking brain. This doesn't allow for any creativity in finding an answer. We are only regurgitating things as we remember them from the past and attempting to make sense of them. The question why completely takes away our creative power, the thing we were all divinely given and born to do, to create. Your brain loves to be creative and solve problems, but the only thing your mind can do when you ask it why is to make up something, to create a story about it. We want to make sense of things. So when we ask why, Our brain makes up a story, and then that becomes our truth. We can't recreate the past, and when asking why questions, that's what we're forcing ourselves to try and do. Now, how are why questions even worse for people-pleasers? Before I go into that, let's take a 60-second break for a word from our sponsors. Oh wait, that's me. Do you feel like you've lived your whole life for others and now you don't know the real you? Does it seem like your wants and needs don't matter, like you're not important? If you're saying yes, I hear you, I see you, and I've created something just for you. It's called Me First, and it's a community where you'll learn to prioritize your needs and desires, gain confidence and a strong sense of who you are, say no without guilt, and create a life that feels good in your heart without concern of judgment from others. As a member of the Me First community, you'll be among like-minded women all on a journey of self-discovery, and you'll find understanding, friendship, and unwavering support. You'll have guidance through expert-led discussions, guest speakers, and personal coaching. Plus, you'll build a toolkit of resources to help you conquer people-pleasing, critical self-talk, shame, resentment, and more, so that you have the freedom to prioritize yourself and live life by your parameters. Join the Me First community at a 20% discount by using coupon code PODCAST20 at checkout. The program link is in the episode description. It's time to prioritize yourself and truly believe that you are important too. Now back to the episode. 
Welcome back. Now, how are why questions even worse for people pleasers? Asking themselves questions that start with why can be particularly challenging because why questions can intensify negative self-talk, leading someone who people pleases to blame themselves excessively for actions or situations. Why questions can also lead to overthinking and overanalyzing. People pleasers in particular tend to overthink their actions and decisions, and asking why can trigger this overanalysis, making situations appear more complex than they are. Why can get us into analysis paralysis. The uncertainty associated with why questions can raise anxiety for people pleasers. They already fear judgment and disapproval from others and deeply scrutinize their own actions. When they ask themselves why they did something or made a certain decision, this is often stemming from a concern about how others perceive their actions. They fear not meeting others' expectations, and the why questions just amplify that fear. People-pleasers often carry a burden of guilt. Asking why can make the guilt worse by focusing on feeling like you've let others down. People-pleasers also might pose why questions as a way of seeking external validation. This means they ask why to understand how their actions align with others' expectations, hoping for approval or acknowledgement. The bottom line is, it doesn't matter why we or anyone else does something. Knowing why is not going to make or create something different. It will not create anything in us to want to change. In fact, why reinforces negative aspects of ourselves, and we end up beating ourselves up for why we're doing something. It doesn't matter why you are who you are. What matters is, who do you want to become? Remember, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions you ask. So how can we ask better questions? Phrasing questions and asking what or how instead of why, encourages us to look at things more constructively and with possibility. This helps shift to solutions and empowerment. So, we want to ask how or maybe even who questions. When we ask what or how instead of why, we take ourselves from judgment to curiosity. So, get curious about what's happening because that will open up creativity getting curious about how could this be different. In 2021, when my 90-year-old mom at that time had that thing that's going around and was in and out of the hospital for three months with complications that came from being hospitalized, I was frustrated a lot and asking myself mostly, why can't they get this figured out? Why aren't they giving her more support? Etc. Questions like that, but all of them were why. And I realized one day that I was taking myself down a deep rabbit hole, and I started to get curious and shifted my questions. I started asking myself, how can I see things differently? What is happening that I'm not seeing and recognizing? That small shift in my questions made a huge shift in the reality for me. I started seeing the great staff that was being supportive and doing everything they could to figure out what was happening. They were giving her the best care, which ultimately allowed her to go back to her own home and live independently again at 90 years old after having a blood clot and double pneumonia. 
shifting my questioning away from why allowed me to have the realization that everyone was truly doing the best they could. Reframing why questions into more constructive what or how questions gives us a more solution-oriented perspective. Here are alternative questions for some of the why questions I posed earlier in this episode. Why did I eat all that crap last night? An alternative could be, how can I start making healthier food choices in the evening? Or, what are three healthy things I will always keep on hand to munch on? Another why question, why do they keep treating me like this? Alternative, what boundaries can I set to ensure respectful interactions with others? Or, who can I work with to teach me these skills? Why am I always late? The alternative, how can I better manage my time? Or, look at what are three things or bottlenecks that are causing me to be late? Where can I change those? Why am I so disorganized? The reframe, what habits can I develop to become more organized? Or, who can I contact to help me get organized? Why don't I ever have enough money? The reframe, what strategies can I use to better manage my finances? Or, what one thing am I willing to stop spending money on? Or, what subscriptions can I have turned off? Why do I always attract the wrong people? The reframe, what qualities am I looking for in my relationships and how can I attract those people who align with my values? Or what do I need to work on in myself to ensure I'm not looking outside myself to be validated or accepted? Why does it feel like life is passing me by? Reframed, it could be, what do I fear I'm missing out on? What of those things can I start making time for? Or what are three things I could do right now to feel more present in my life? Notice in some of the examples I suggested, you ask yourself what are three things you could do to change whatever it is you're struggling with. Do one of those things right away if you can. For example, go to the store and buy healthier snacks for when you want to binge. These new ways of questioning help us move away from overthinking about why we do things, and instead they get us to focus on the practical steps, things that we can actually do to create a solution in our life. Also, remember that using what or how instead of why when interacting with others will lead to more open conversations because the other person doesn't feel the need to defend themselves. I have a large list of questions, how and what questions, that I use with my clients to help them get unstuck. Almost everyone is striving for growth in various aspects of life, whether it's in their spirituality, more success in their job, more financial stability, deeper relationships, more self-awareness and acceptance, or experiencing more joy and fun. The list goes on from what most of us want more of in our life. However, We often find ourselves stuck in challenges, finding that increase that we desire, and asking why never helps us get unstuck. Do you have a why question that came to mind as you were listening to this episode? A question you hear yourself saying often? If so, reach out. Let's have a conversation about it so I can guide you. That's all I have for this episode. A reminder for a chance to win one of two $25 Amazon gift cards. You simply need to rate and review the podcast on Apple. 
Because reviews take many days to appear and so that I know how to contact you when you win, take a screenshot of your review before you press send. Then email your screenshot to me at Heidi at MasteringMidlifeWithHeidi.com. My email is also in the episode description. If you don't have an Apple product, you can write a short review and send it directly to me via email and be entered to win. Your reviews really do matter, and I thank you for taking the time to write one. The drawing for the prizes will be on February 14th. Thanks for listening. If you heard something in this episode that clicked and know it might click for someone else too, I'd love for you to share it with them. Because when we grow and expand and help others do the same, the world becomes a better place. And until the next episode, I'll close with this quote by Jim Rohn. He said, Your life does not get better by chance. It gets better by change. Talk to you soon. Thank you for spending time with me today. To continue on your journey of mastering midlife, click the link in the description to download my free guide, 20 Ways to Say No Without Feeling Guilty. See you in the next episode.